0: Wait, Scott. What's the matter? That thing is changing its course. That looks the same to me. You haven't been watching it as long as I have. I set the exposure meter at ten minute intervals. Maybe we got enough photos to make a fix. Is there anyone standing by in the dark room? Yeah, there is, of course. Let's get down there right away. Hello once again, this is Mike Mesgleski, and I'm Mike Haber and welcome to the 26th episode of the Jim Church School of Digital Underwater Photography Podcasts. 26 podcasts since March Man, that's half a year's worth of us jabbering away and you're still listening and we appreciate that. Sooner or later though, we're going to all figure
1: this stuff out. Then we're going to be listening to podcasts about begonias or yard sales or something equally important. But in the meantime. We're going to toss another photo-related
0: gem at you. This topic pertains to every digital underwater shooter, whether you use a point-and-shoot camera or a digital SLR. Every one of those digital boxes has an LCD screen that allows us to view our images. Today, we're going to talk about that. ask a dozen digital photographers what they like best about shooting digital versus film and we guarantee you one of the top three replies is going to be, I can see my images as soon as I shoot them. Yet one of the biggest complaints that we continually hear is I have a hard time seeing my images underwater after I take the shot. The key
1: word in that phrase is underwater. Topside, a digital camera's LCD screen is tough to see in bright light conditions. We've all experienced this. Underwater it can be even more difficult to see. Underwater it's a horse of a
0: different color and that color part is literally true. Let's list the things that work against us when we try to view our LCD screens underwater. The LCD is protected by a housing that places a fairly thick piece of glass or plastic between it and your eye dimming the screen. We wear a mask that places another piece of glass between the LCD and our eye, further dimming the screen. The water between your eye and your camera filters the LCD's color, making the image appear significantly different than it would on the surface, and, you guessed it, it dims the screen. The LCD is small, and even the new larger LCDs are no replacement for a good computer monitor. Ambient light can often be too bright to reasonably see the LCD. So you
1: can see that any real hope that your LCD will always provide you with a reliable representation of your image underwater, well that's optimistic at best. Topside, we can scramble somewhere in the boat that's shaded, or even throw a towel over our heads to adequately view the LCD screen. But it's pretty hard to throw a towel over
0: our heads underwater, although it's been tried. So what can we do? We've got to make the best of the situation. Since the LCD is never going to look as good to us underwater as it does topside, we've got to do a little compensation. Over a period of time you want to be able to relate what you see on your LCD underwater to what you eventually see on your computer monitor. This relationship is pretty important. After a few dives you'll be able to judge how an image's underwater appearance will compare to the corresponding representation topside.
1: For me and my Canon 20D, I know that an image that appears slightly overexposed underwater will appear properly exposed on my laptop or on the camera's LCD screen topside. Conversely, if the image looks great underwater, I know that the image will appear slightly underexposed topside.
0: You may ask, why not adjust your LCD screen so it will better reflect what you see topside? It's true that many digital cameras are capable of having the LCD brightness adjusted but unless you use your camera exclusively underwater you'll find yourself switching the LCD back and forth between a topside and an underwater value. And that could get confusing and result in some bad exposures when your camera is used on the surface and the LCD is set for underwater brightness. It's better to just develop a feel for what your underwater LCD screen represents on your topside computer monitor. Master that and you'll be fine.
1: As far as those sunny, bright conditions, well, what is, is? Regardless of the difficulty, especially due to the bright viewing conditions, we strongly suggest that you pay attention to your LCD screen in the water, if only to check whether your strobe's light is even reaching your subject. Underwater, I try to look for a spot that will provide me with a little shade. If I'm on a wall, I look for an overhang or a ledge under which I can view the LCD screen out in the flats, sometimes the only shade is under the boat itself. While we want you to check your camera's LCD screen, you don't have to analyze every single image immediately after the shot is taken. Moving away from your shooting position in order to judge your progress is an acceptable option. After checking a few frames and confirming that you're on the right track,
0: move back into position and keep on shooting. And please don't think you should check every single frame underwater. If you develop that bad habit, you'll wind up cutting your available shooting time in half, and you might miss a -a once-in-a-lifetime shot. Use the LCD to check your lighting and composition at first, then stay in the shooting mode, checking the image only occasionally. Most digital cameras provide several options for viewing your image or image data on the LCD screen. One is usually the image all by itself. Another is the image with some shooting data superimposed on top of it. Another is a smaller image displayed with a corresponding small histogram. And finally, you may just get a large histogram all by itself. A histogram is a graphic
1: representation of the tonal values of the image that you just shot based on your camera's dynamic range. Every digital camera has its own specific dynamic range, or the range from shadow to highlight within which a digital sensor can hold detail. Outside of the dynamic range to the left, or shadow end, the sensor produces nothing but black. Outside of the dynamic range to the right, or the highlight end, it produces white. The histogram illustrates where your image fits within the camera's dynamic range.
0: Many photographers strongly advocate the use of histograms to judge images as they are shot. In fact, for certain types of photography, landscape for instance, Some photographers never review their images for exposure. They rely solely on the histogram. In a few weeks from now, we'll dedicate an entire podcast to the subject of histograms.
1: For now, suffice it to say that the histogram's value to underwater photographers is greater topside during the image editing process than it is during the dive.
0: At least that's our opinion. While the in-camera histogram can be an invaluable tool to countless photographers, Most of them shoot in a completely different environment than underwater, with altogether different subjects. For the most part, underwater images do not produce what would be described as normal or bell-shaped histograms. Because our backgrounds are usually darker, and our strobe-lit subjects don't typically comprise a major portion of the frame, our underwater histogram is going to bunch up more to the shadow side of the graph. If your photography interests found
1: you shooting scenics on the snow-covered slopes of the Rockies, your typical histogram would likely be bunched up more to the highlight side of the graph. A histogram is simply reflective of the scene that you're trying to capture. As underwater photographers, we encounter additional obstacles to effectively use the histogram while shooting, not the least of which is time. Since our dive time is limited, we find that it's more efficient to evaluate the image rather than the histogram. Let's face it, the process of quickly evaluating a histogram is somewhat simpler when you're not
0: enveloped in water. Also our ability to see that graph is more difficult while diving, especially if you choose the view that includes both the image as well as the histogram. We recommend that you choose the image only view and work with that. The LCD is both a blessing and a curse It's a blessing because it gives us the ability to judge our work on the spot. If we're messing up, we can fix it. Right then and there. How great is that? However, the curse part is that the LCD is difficult to see at times and does not accurately represent what we'll see on the surface. The good news is that the
1: LCD is consistently inaccurate underwater. By that we mean that it will deliver an incorrect view the same way all the time. So by determining a relationship between what we see underwater and what we ultimately view on our computer screens, we can use the camera's LCD screen to very effectively analyze our images on the spot. It just takes a little bit of time and effort and the results will be well worth it. As we've said 25 times before now, We enjoy hearing from you, so please continue to send us your ideas for future podcasts. You can do this by emailing us at podcast at jimchurchphoto.com.
0: Remember that you can get to the archive of all of our previous podcasts on the website by clicking on the podcast tab at the top of the homepage, www.jimchurchphoto.com. Until next week, this is Mike Haber and Mike Mezgleski wishing you safe diving and great photos. We'll see you on the next podcast. You think you'll be able to respect a husband who's probably pulled the scientific boner of all time? The size of it. Reader the month. I knew it.